small business owners have a big journey ahead. We're here to make that road a little easier with effective tips on everything from sales and marketing to succession. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello and welcome to the Legacy Academy. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO and co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. And with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Wallet grice the owner of LCO Law and co-founder of Real Pro Coaching. Today's episode is going to center on sales, but more specifically, we're going to try to focus on building rapport with prospective clients. We're so excited to have with us today James Chikardanos, who is the founder of Sonder Insights, a sales consulting agency based in Ruckersville, Virginia. Good afternoon, James. How are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm so happy to be on this. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, thank you for being here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Sonder Insights? Sure, thank you. I am a sales coaching trainer. I've been in outside selling for a very long time and have been really good at helping people just get past their limits when it comes to selling and help them reach those high levels of achievement. Excellent. Um, when I'm not you know, coaching or selling myself, um, I'm practically a professional volunteer at this point. I work with a lot of nonprofits and community development and when I'm not doing any of that, I'm with usually my, my wife and my dog. We've got a, a pit bull lab that keeps us pretty busy these days. Excellent. That's great. So what what is your favorite charity that you've been working with lately? Oh, my goodness. So the one that I, I have the most fun working with is one here very close to Rutgersville called the Standardsville Independence Day Committee. Uh, every year we throw a big Fourth of July event here for the county. And we bring about fourteen to 15,000 people out here to just have a, a blast. Wow, that sounds really great. What, uh, what do they focus on? What is their mission? It's really community development. It's just, you know, getting people out of their houses, getting them to be together and just, you know, promoting patriotism in a, in a fun and safe way. That's really great. That must have been kind of tough when we were going through the pandemic and all that to get people out and together. Yeah, we, we usually do a parade, so we weren't able to do our full big fireworks thing that we like doing, but we actually did, uh, we have some really clever community members, we did a reverse parade, which is where the floats were stationary, and families got to drive through, or, sorry, that was what we did in, in the winter, but uh, during 4th of July, we actually took the, the uh, parade and drove it through neighborhoods. That's, That's really awesome. awesome. That's really great. Thank you so much for all the work you do. Uh, so, diving right in, how long have you been a sales professional? I have been in sales for well over a decade now. Most of my professional career has been in business development or sales development. And so just helping people has, selling solutions has been a big part of it. Um, even as a, so I was an army reserve officer for a really long time. And so uh, even then, you know, that was selling too. When you're doing intel assessments and things like that, you got to propose good courses of actions for your command. Um, yeah, most definitely, right? It's like you've got to bring in that that level of experience and keeping somebody organized and motivating people and and people can't really be motivated to do the things that they're supposed to do or the things that you'd like for them to do without them knowing, liking, and trusting you, right? That's the saying. People do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. So to do this, James, would you say there needs to be rapport between parties? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the best teams, the best organizations, uh, the best partnerships are all come from places where people actually get along with each other. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> when in the process of a sales conversation or even maybe before you, you tell me, but when's the 
when's the start of the rapport building process? I mean, from the moment of first engagement with that person. I mean, you've got to start at the very beginning, starting to, to pour in and invest in that rapport building for somebody. Um, you know, you never know how long it can take. Some people are, you know, take longer for them to get comfortable with you. And so you need to start from the jump. And that, I always tell people it starts with a smile. It starts with being upbeat and just getting to understand their world a little bit. Excellent. Uh, what are some ways that a sales professional can build rapport with a uh, prospective buyer? So the big one is just, you know, talking less. I mean, we talked about this. You, you've heard me talk about it before, which is just letting people be the star of the show, being humble, letting that person talk about, um, you know, what matters to them. If you're in a selling situation, you know, find out what the problem is. You know, be, let, let, be a little less okay than the people you're talking with and let them be the star of the show. When you say be a little less okay, can you build on that a little bit? Yeah, just, you know, let them, you know, it, we always want to be in a place of being like, uh, we call it no one of thing, right? We always, mm -hmm. and incidentally, when we get to know each other and when you start interacting with each other, we accidentally, when people start talking to us, sometimes like to one-up them. They tell us a good story. We want to tell our own story because psychologically we want to be in control and we want to feel good. We want to feel like we're on top of things. And so when you're talking with a prospective client, we have to hold that back a little bit. We have to let that person be the star. Let them talk more. Let them tell their stories. And I always encourage salespeople not to tell too many stories. All right. Try and stay a little bit. Let that person run the show. Let them be happy with what they're talking to you about. Excellent. Excellent. So you want to, you want to let them shine in essence. Yeah. Let them shine. Let them have a, you know, let them be excited. So psychologically it's all about us, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone cares about themselves. And so in a selling situation, if you're aware of that, that everyone's trying to reinforce their own identity, letting them talk about it, lets them feel really good about themselves. They want to talk about themselves. I've been in tons of sales meetings. I've been in tons of networking events where I don't say very much, but people are like, you know that James, he is so fun to be around. He is just always so likable. Like, Why? Because I just, I, I let people feel good about what they're talking about. That's really great. That's great information. Yeah. Um, now, on the one hand, right, it's, it's making sure that we put people kind of like, let them shine as the center of their universe and expressing their wants and their needs in a sales conversation. What are some behaviors that, you know, sales professionals engage in that sabotage that rapport building in a sales conversation? The one that, that will, when I'm doing call reviews or when I'm with other salespeople that drives me nuts is interrupting. Mm. And it's okay if you do it by accident. So we all do that sometimes when we get caught up, but it's the repeated interrupting. And so building rapport is sometimes like putting people in a trance, getting them to like you. <laughs> Whenever you interrupt, you kind of, break that that trance you try to break that and and they may not consciously be like oh i don't like that person because they're interrupting me but subconsciously they're starting to lose rapport with you starting to break connection with you it sounds like there is a lot of subconscious stuff going on um when when, you, when we hear you answer these questions a lot of it is unintentional and it's a lot of it is um subconscious is that probably the most important part is the subconscious communication. Absolutely. Our subconscious is picking up on stuff all the time faster than our conscious brain can. And even though someone may be 
playing the part of looking like they, they, they like working with you, or, or as I tell us, most salespeople, they get the happy ears and they feel like people really like, like what they're talking about. Subconsciously, all those data points that our brain is taking in all, all the time is helping us either break or build rapport. And so we have to, for salespeople particularly, we have to be aware of whether we're building connections or taking them down. And that's really like 50% of the battle when it comes to connecting with a new prospect. Okay, so how do people become more aware of their their role in that sales conversation? You, me, people who actually do sales, how do they become more aware and more cognizant of the fact that they have to, you know, do these things to 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 play on the subconscious and to uh, to be more focused on the cl- uh, customer? That's a really good question, and so a lot of that is you know one your own personal professional development. I always tell people when you're working on rapport building skills, pick one thing to focus on. All right, maybe that's working on your compliment game, looking to, to pay people good compliments that keep the conversation going. Maybe that's not one-upping, maybe that's mirroring, maybe that's all sorts of different techniques you can do to kind of build that rapport. Um, I tell them just pick one. Pick one thing and focus on it for the entirety of a conversation. And also the, the real benefit with rapport building skills is you can practice them outside of a sales conversation. And so that's a big part of what I try and get a lot of people out of. I said, if you want to practice that, go do that out, like do that today, go find someone to go build rapport with. Excellent. Now, James, in your, in your opinion, um, we're talking about like practicing, right? Do you think sales is an inherent skill or something that anyone can learn to do effectively? That's another really good question. Um, inherently, I think everyone has a, sk- a selling skill set, right? Because you're trying to sell your boss on an idea, you know, that he may not, he or she may not be on top of, or you have kids and you're just trying to sell them and eat their vegetables, right? We all have <laughs> some level of selling in us. Um, and I think anyone can learn it if they have the motivation and will to do it. Um, as I've talked with many small business owners and businesses that have run into this issue where they're, well, my, sell- my salesperson just isn't converting. We then start asking, hey, the, do they want to be in that role? Do they want to be in that seat on the, in the company? If not, then maybe we find another place for them that they're you know, more motivated to be in. Excellent. So somebody who has no sales experience at all, you know, they get into their first sales position, what is the first thing that they need to learn in order to become a successful salesperson? Um, definitely that rapport building. I think we do a lot of salespeople disservice because we bring them on and we like them in the interview and we thought they were just, you know, they're good at connecting with people. Tell them to go out there and connect with new people. There's a skill set around that and changing your mindset from, you know, I'm just connecting with people normally like I do because I'm a good, fun person to now I've got to do it in a selling scenario. We tend to clash those worlds mm-hmm. and we start overthinking the rapport building piece of it. I always tell people, sell like you would to a human, like sell to yourself, like be genuine. Genuine uh, People crave people being genuine. And so um, as like getting out there, like one of the things they can do is just get good at starting conversations with random people. I know that sounds really like for anyone that's an introvert, that sounds scary as all get up. <laughs> when I get them to go outside their bubble and learn how to let them be the star of the show, let that person start talking. Even my introverts like, you know what? This is actually not that hard. 
They just got to get people to talk about themselves, which is really easy, right? Right. <laughs> so we just let them go. That's great. Um, you, you talked about one thing previously. It was You, you were saying no one-upping. Can you give us an idea of what that means in the context of a sales conversation? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that happens, you know, very innocently with most people. And I, you know, I always say, we're not talking about your friend who always has a better thing than you when you bring one something up, you know, like I got a car, they got a better one, that kind of thing. We very subconsciously will accidentally one up people all the time. Um, you know, obviously I've coached with a lot of, you know, law offices and attorneys and, uh, there's always the classic one, which especially is like in a, maybe a, a family law scenario where someone, you know, a, a prospect is telling the salesperson, you know, I, I, I just feel so silly. This is my second divorce. And that salesperson might say something like, oh, don't worry. I was just helping someone the other day that had th- is on their third or their fourth. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be reassuring. Typically when we one up, we're, we're trying to be reassuring to somebody. But what happens is subconsciously we've, we've created a, Oh, I'm better than you because I've run into it sure. more than you have. Right. Or jargon. That's another big one. I was working with a guy who had, works with a new SaaS product and he was, you know, we were talking about his product and we were listening to one of his pitches and I said, you use so much jargon in your pitch that you just completely disconnect with people. They feel small. They don't have any way to grasp onto the concepts you're talking about and you're educating you know, that's another good way to, to really one-up is when people just want to keep talking and talking about their product. These things are one-upping. They're making that person feel small in the moment. Yeah, that's that's really great because I think it's important for us to understand that we don't necessarily one-up to be malicious. We don't do it to hurt anybody's feelings. A lot of the times, like you said, it's to reassure somebody, but we're doing the sales conversation and the potential client a disservice by doing that one-upping because we're disconnecting from that rapport. 100%. And, and more importantly, when you're in the business of trying to solve things for people and sell them a solution, if they don't feel comfortable with you, they're not, one, they're, they're, they're not going to, there's a less likelihood that they're going to buy from you. But on top of that, they're just not going to be receptive to the information you're trying to give them. Right. Excellent. Um, so James, for a final thought for the day, what are like three things that you can think of that a sales professional can start putting into practice today that will build their and strengthen their rapport building skills? Good one. Um, so exercises I make people do all the time is ask better questions. So like I said, if you've got family members around you, get good at asking that if they tell you a story, ask follow-up questions and let them keep talking. You know, like let them like ask a, a more thorough, deeper question about their experience, what it meant to them. Some of my coaching students are like, wow, I didn't realize like how emotional I could get a family member just by having them really dig deep on something that they're telling them. That builds really strong connections. Uh, starting conversations with strangers. You know, I was in the, at the bank, you know, line the other, the other week and the, uh, uh, the people behind me, their kid was having like a tantrum and they were really upset. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, my, my kid's having a moment. And I looked at the kid and I said something like, well, what do you think they have in that vault over there? And, you know, we started this conversation where this kid's now laughing and we're having a good time. You know, we've changed that scenario. So when you're starting conversations with strangers, find ways to make people laugh. Try and make levity to the, to, to the moments so that people can really connect with you. Try and make people smile. It's really what I, did, I tell people. Um, long ago, I used to do Uber. 
and a fun little sales skill I used to practice was trying to make someone laugh within the first like 10 seconds of getting into the car. <laughs> it's a really fun skill, right? It's like, just get someone to, to have a good moment with you. And then the last one is really just um, learn to, to shut up, just be, be, be quiet. You know, like it's, it's so funny. It's like one of the number one things that, you know, a lot of people, they see their sales skyrocket because they stop talking. They stop trying to educate. They stop trying to do that, that natural one-upping. And if they just find that they're, uh, they're comfortable with themselves to be quiet and let people be the star of the show, you'll see, you know, things just naturally start to fall into place. Excellent. So just to recap, the three things that any sales professional can do today to strengthen their rapport building muscles are ask better questions, you know, keep digging deep, um, start conversations with strangers, you know, practice. It doesn't have to be a sales conversation for you to move forward in your skill building. And as James so eloquently put it, learn to shut up. You know, the more that you talk, the more opportunity you're giving yourself to screw up the sale. So James, we want to thank you again so much for joining us today. We appreciate all the valuable information you provided for our listeners. And for everybody listening, you can visit James' website, uh, saunderinsights.com. That's S-O-N-D-E-R-I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot com. Thank you, James. Thanks for being Thanks here for today. Having. Thank you I so really much, James. Have a good day. You too. You too. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite application and tune in every Thursday where we'll bring you more tips on how you can improve your small business. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Legacy Academy FL.